new year, new franchise, and new music is Scare Producing. <laughs> Welcome to another episode, the first episode of 2021 of Scare Traducing, the horror podcast that is serious about series. I'm Callum McNabb. And I'm Gisela Martinez. Happy New Year. Feliz Año Nuevo. And we are tackling a new franchise. We're in the build-up to, hopefully, a new film that's going to be coming out. Should have been scheduled for last year, but obviously mm-hmm. COVID delayed everything. And we're taking it more seriously this year. Oh, I've got things we? planned. Oh, God. Things are planned out. So I've got schedules as to what episodes are when. Oh, God. We've got new music. We're we're doing everything the way that it's supposed to be done. Mm. And first out of the block what? is a franchise that you were hesitant to <sighs> do. Oh, Still. Still are hesitant yes. to do. Okay. I, I really don't know if I'm going to be able to get through all these movies, but... Yes, there are I'll eight my best. of them. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Nine so with Spiral, which is what we're building towards. Spiral, the Book of Saw, which is scheduled for last year, but is coming mm-hmm. out, uh, I think it's May 2021. Is that the Eddie Murphy? No, it's Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, okay. I thought it was Eddie Murphy. No, Chris Rock. <laughs> Different black comedian from America. I know. No, I know. So, why were you hesitant to do this? It's it's suffering. It is suffering, yes. Like, I, why I want to suffer watching these movies. Okay. I don't enjoy it. Probably I enjoy it when I was, I don't know, 16, okay, 17. Good. Oh. That's what I wanted to get to. Oh, my God. So, this came out in October twi- 2004. Uh-huh. I was 14 years of age. Uh-huh. You were 15, about to turn 16. Uh-huh. In Mexico. We hadn't met, obviously. Ooh, I'm a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, guys. <laughs> had you had, one? Did you see this film? Yes, when it came I, out, or around it. the time it was released. Again, probably I don't remember if I saw it in the cinema. I don't, or that. if I rented from Blockbuster. I, I think that's probably more likely. But I saw this movie. You did see the movie, mm-hmm. and when all the fuss was. Do you remember like, the fuss about it? What were you up to at age fifteen, sixteen? How was your life? What were your thoughts on horror movies? Uh, I was secondary school, um, yeah, I so know. I don't know what's here. So in here the UK. in the UK, is, well, in Scotland, because in England it's, it's different as well. Oh, but in Scotland God. it's primary and secondary. So yeah, primary is between 5 and 12, mm-hmm. 
5 and 11, and then secondary is 12 to 18, but mm-hmm. you can leave after fourth year when you're 16, mm-hmm. if you so choose. Okay, then... So you would be secondary school here. Last year in secondary school... Because in Mexico it is... How does it work? Yeah, same like that. Like so you only have two schools? No, wait, we have primary school, yeah. secondary school, yeah. and then high school. Right, what's high school? What's the difference? Only three years. Yeah, but what what are the ages? Oh, uh, I think 11, it's um, finished primary school. Okay. And then you finish secondary school with 15, 16. Right, and do you have to go on to high school then? Yes. You do have to go on? Yeah. Right, okay. And then you go to high school. Uh-huh, for three years. For three years, and then you start university. If you want. Mm-hmm. So you would have been last year of Last year, school. secondary school, I think, yeah. Okay. And so you don't remember seeing this the first time? You know you saw it. I remember I saw it, yeah, but I, I told you I need to start keeping a diary now. Because okay. I, because if you ask me this in five years or seven, I'm just like, I don't know. Probably we're in the flat. We did it on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Go, go and listen to that episode. <laughs> So I remember specifically the first time I saw this. So I tweeted about this a couple of months ago when I watched the Sixth Sense. Uh, I did a Twitter, sorry, not a blog post, mm-hmm. but you know, like a Twitter thread about my yeah. thoughts on the Sixth Sense. And I explained that when we were kids, how we used to have birthday parties was everyone in the street, because we lived near a school, so everyone in the street was of similar ages yeah. that we were friends with. They're all, you know, the idea of parents buying a house near a school to get, you know, good access, etc. And a few people had done that when they were, were really young. So I grew up with kids that were all the same age as me, all on the same street. And our birthday parties used to be, we would just go to that person's house mm-hmm. and you would rent a movie of that person's choice and just like popcorn sweets and all that stuff. Yeah. And that was it. And you'd just spend the night at that person's house. You wouldn't stay over. Ah, okay. Because it's only like two minutes from your house anyway. Yeah. I mean like a 30 second walk. And we used to, and I have no idea how... Like, what our parents were thinking. We used to rent movies way outside. So this came out when I was 14. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact it was at my brother's birthday that I saw it. Mm -hmm. So that would have been February 2005. Yeah. So my I would have been 14. Okay. Which means my brother would have been 12. We don't care about your brother. No, but what I'm saying is, and there were people at that party who would have been a year younger than him, 11. And we rented Saw. Okay. Which is an 18 here. Okay. And I remember watching it in that. That's I know for a fact. And the reason I remember it so clearly is because we didn't finish the movie. Okay. The next morning I finished it myself in my bedroom. And I remember going through to my brother's bedroom and being like, you have to finish this movie. <laughs> Once it got to the end. Well, I do now that you're saying that, I do remember watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And then I remember making fun of a friend that looks like the soul pop. <laughs> and then we still we still sometimes talk on the chat group saying like um do you wanna play a game? Like calling this girl like her name is Oh it's a girl. It it's a like girl. A oh my god. <laughs> and like, oh yeah, the soul girl. Do I know this person? No, no, oh, you no. don't. And we don't even talk to her anymore, but like, oh yeah, like when we make fun of <laughs> Okay, I'm just You're gonna... coming across as like a bunch of bullies. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We just like to talk about random people. <laughs> anyway, let's keep talking. About 
Well, if I found a photo, I'll send you. I'll post the photo. No, do not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> she does look I like don't... the soap opera. Okay. Well, you need to show me before the next episode, and I will confirm or deny on the Saw 2 episode <laughs> if that is true. So, we're talking Saw. It begins, it's 2004, and I think, as much as I am kind of on the same wavelength as you, as like, oh, I think this is maybe a series for a younger horror fan. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, now as I'm getting older, I find myself becoming more conservative is not the word, but like, I don't want to watch uh, Lars von Trier movies the same way I did when I was 17, 18, 19. Yeah. I don't want to watch Audition or Irreversible the same way I did when I was those ages. Like, mm-hmm. I can't quite stomach it the same way. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh. No, think about me. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, how am I going to cope with this franchise? But I don't think it applies here to this one. Mm-hmm. I think this movie is, its reputation precedes it. I think most people in the horror community agree with that, which is it's not as bad as everybody thinks about the franchise. This one doesn't really focus on the torture. The main thing, the main arc of the movie is two men in a room with no gore for the majority of it. Yeah. Given what the franchise evolves into... I think this is pretty, tame's not the word, but it's pretty restrained. It's closer to something like Seven than it is to Saw 4. Or to Hostel. Or Hostel, yeah, exactly. That yes. one is fucking brutal. But that comes or after this. Or I remember, this. I yeah, remember. It, yeah, but that comes know. after this. So what I was going to say is my big point of why I'm excited to tackle this franchise is big, big horror franchise, mm-hmm. obviously. New horror Coming out. Coming out, related mm-hmm. to it in some way. And I think watching it, when we watched it, one, I absolutely love this movie, the first one. But I think there is a very strong case to be made that this is the most important horror movie of the 20th century so far. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can I give you my reasoning? Oh, go on. Good. I want to go. I've got, I've got my notes. So my reasoning is... Uh, I took. I looked at a list on penlive.com, mm-hmm. which takes its numbers from thenumbers.com, and it <laughs> ranks a horror franchises box office by box office. So, like the number one horror franchise, not in terms of critic scores, but in terms of box office, number two, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And I erased anything which had any film before the twentieth century. Eh, sorry, twenty first century. What am I talking about? Before the twenty first century. Okay. Sorry. After the millennium. So any horror franchise that was released 1999 or before, you're excluded. Mm -hmm. Okay. Saw then becomes number four in terms of its success. Mm -hmm. So there are three above it. So the one above it is, the the one directly above it, number three, is It, the It franchise, Mm -hmm. which has only two movies. The one above that is Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. And then the number one is The Conjuring Universe. (sighs) That's the number one. So why do I think Saw at number four is a more important franchise, and especially this movie, a more important movie than any of those other ones? Mm, because it's smarter? Not necessarily. It's not my favorite of that bunch. Okay. Of, uh, if you take all those movies out, like I think probably I prefer It, chapter one. There's probably a couple of Conjuring movies I prefer. But this movie gives us James Wan and Lee Whannell. They They do not have careers if this movie doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. They are the creators of this movie. Oh, okay. So without this movie, we don't have Oculus and all that stuff. No, we have Oculus. That's that's um, before. That's that's not James Wan or Lee Whannell. 
Oh no! Um, what's the other one? The one That's that Mike Flanagan. No, the one that they we watched the other day. The one we watched the other day with the with the the flying people in the dreams. What? Did they uh, do astral projection? That's not the one now. No, what movie are you talking the about? The kid, like uh, I don't know the names, kid. The kid that does astral projection and then gets stuck in this world. Insidious. Insidious. That's yes, correct. I mean. Yes. So. So this is the uh, Insidious after. franchise is after. Okay. That's James Wan and Lee Wanell. The Conjuring franchise is after. Mm. That's James Wan. Mm, okay. The Invisible Man is after. That's Lee Wanell. Mm. So you have all these like so you have Insidious and Invisible Man. Two, in my opinion, interesting and good horror films and horror things, right? Okay. You have The Conjuring Universe, which is the number one franchise in terms of box office. Doesn't exist without James Wan. James Wan doesn't exist without Saw, right? Right. Furious 7 is directed by James Wan. What's Furious 7? Fast and Furious 7. Oh. It is the best reviewed and the highest box office of that franchise. Mm. That's the James Wan film. You don't have that on the same scale without James Wan. Aquaman is the only DC Universe movie to top a billion dollars worldwide. That's James Wan. None of this exists without their career. Or none of it exists on the same way that it currently does. Mm. Without their career, their career doesn't exist without Saw. Saw, as a result, arguably the most important horror film of the 21st century. And also it births a whole genre here with, or not a genre, but it reinvigorates the, the, the sort of gore genre or torture porn as it comes oh, to be known. Yeah, Hostel, like, etc. Yeah, like that then gets Eli Roth going, etc, etc. So that's my, that's Fair my enough. case okay. for Saw. And I think this movie in particular is fantastic and deserving of that, that title. The problem if you ask me like 10 years ago, I will say yes. Right now, it's like, I struggle to watch it. You struggle to watch this one? Yes! Okay. But it's not that bad. Like, every, every... Okay, let's talk about the movie, and then I can tell you where. Okay, so, if we talk about the movie, how does it begin? Do you remember how it begins? No. It begins with Adam, who's played by Lee Whannell, waking up in a bathtub. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. And we see a blue light floating past his face, and mm-hmm. he wakes up in a bathtub, and it's full of water, and he's drowning, and he, huh, he flies out of the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, someone someone else is there, you're like, turn out the light or something. Mm-hmm. Turn out the light, and you can see there's two men there. There are two men in this dingy old, what looks like a like disused a bathroom. warehouse bathroom, Yeah. and they are chained the at opposite sides of the room Yeah. by their ankle. Yeah. And there is a dead body in the middle. In the middle, with a gun and some a tape recorder, etc., etc. And essentially, the movie plays out as to these two men trying to figure out why they're there, how to get out, and the movie plays that out in a really sort of more of a mystery fashion than a horror. Yeah, I like that. Yes, because you get flashbacks, and then you get flashbacks within flashbacks. Yes. So the structure of it's a bit weird and wild. And also, there's some bits when I was watching this time, and I was like, oh, that's a dodgy shot. Like, that doesn't support what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And then you get 
a flashback from another perspective and you realise, oh, he was lying. Mm-hmm. That's what, what was going on there. We'll get into that in more yeah. detail. So it's Adam... I'm not going to give his surname because it's not important. He's yeah. played by Lee Winnell and Dr. Lawrence Gordon, uh, who's played by Carrie Elwes, who is probably, he's the biggest name, but well, maybe Danny Glover, who's the cop yeah. in this movie. Okay. It's really, really sort of low budget. $1.2 million uh, was the budget, according to Wikipedia, made $103.9 oh my million dollars worldwide, like massive success. It's two men trapped in a room trying to figure out how to get out. Yeah. That, that is the basic plot, right? Mm-hmm. And they find out that they are there because of someone known as the, quote, Jigsaw Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, the, or Jigsaw. That is the name of the person doing this, who is getting, garnering a reputation for himself around whatever city this is set in. I don't know, is it Baltimore? I have no idea what city this is in. But wherever it is... He's getting himself a bit of a reputation as committing these weird game crimes. Yeah, and we see a few of them, like, um, apparently just to to make them appreciate life. Right, okay. Or something like that. Um, I think I covered my eyes in all day. Oh, so we get flashbacks and, and, yeah. to his previous like, crime. Like, hello, you're here because of this and this and this. And if you want to leave, uh, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And then this. Mm-hmm. I discover my eyes. Right. So do you remember the first flashback trap? So that's kind of, this is what the franchise evolves into. Well, into I remember, I remember the. It becomes more about the traps. I remember the, the, the wire guy. That's the first one we see. Okay. Yes. And I so what, my eyes. what is the trap? Uh, there's a lot of wires. And then if he wants to get out, mm-hmm. he needs to pass through the wires to get to the door because the door is going to get locked a yes. certain time. Exactly. So it's uh, called the razor wire maze. Okay. The victim of this <laughs> is Paul Leahy, apparently. This is all taken from sawfilms.fandom.com. Okay. <laughs> he was trapped almost entirely naked in the back part of a basement. The largest uh, part of the area was surrounded by a fence. And his he, there's a door uh, at the end of the basement and it's going to be locked after a certain time. Yeah. However, his path to the door is filled with razor wire, barbed wire, mm-hmm. very, very tightened, yeah. taut. And he has to find his way through this maze of razor wire to get through the door before it locks him in forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he has two hours to do it. And we only see this in flashback. Like, really fast. Really, really, really mm-hmm. fastly edited. But also in terms of we see it's... Dr. Lawrence Gordon's telling Adam at the other end of the room, I know who's done this to us. This Who's this guy? This yeah. is what he does to people. And then we get flashbacks. Of the investigations. Yeah, a flashback of the cops investigating it. Mm-hmm. But then when the cops are talking about it, you get a flashback to it happening. Mm-hmm. So it's like it flashbacks twice. Yeah. And they say that the razor wire cut him so deep oh. that his stomach acid is on the floor. Oh. That is a detail that has always disturbed me. Oh. I think that's really gross. Oh, and I is. love that detail. You don't see any of it. I mean, you see him, well, like, trapped in the wire. And also... But them just saying, oh, yeah, we found traces of stomach acid on the floor underneath him. You're like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. And also, all this, um, I don't know how you call them, like, traps or... Yeah. Like, the people involved. It, it makes... When you see it, it makes you, I don't know, it looks dirty. Yeah. Like dirty, sweaty. Yeah. Like even just 
I don't know, like, then you're going to talk about that, but one of the girls, like, is just sitting there, just woke up. She's already all sweaty or like... Grainy, yeah. Yes, and I'm like, oh, my God, that, that already, that, I don't know if it's a kind of shot or kind of like, um, I don't know, lens or whatever, photographic thing. It, it already makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, oh, my God, I'm all sweaty or like my hair, like, oh. Just covering grease. Yes, and grease, yeah. yeah. And dirt and, yeah. Right, so this is... It's a so bit that's of a, one. It's a bit of a tangent where we're going, but this is what I wanted to say to you, which is I've seen... Four movies in this franchise. Mm-hmm. You say you've seen two? I think. I don't, I don't even know. No, I could be wrong. It's been years since I've seen them. So I'm kind of hoping that this is where they go. Because I know that from two onwards, the movies become more about the traps and more about the torture. And how gross can we really get? Oh, God. I know that that's the... But what I'm hoping they get into is the idea that Jigsaw, when we hear his his, like... You know, you want to play a game, his challenges, his games that he gives to people and the idea like, oh, he doesn't actually kill people. He just sets up traps and they have to, you know, either kill themselves or whatever, get blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. I think and I hope that the franchise going forward tackles the sort of hypocrisy on that, which is he's like, I'm ridding the world of this drug dealer or whatever or drug taker, this drug addict. Because they are just down in the dumps, they're ruining their life, and I'm giving them this new appreciation of life. And it's like you're not really doing anything. You're yeah. you're you're tackling the effect, not the cause. Like send it to rehab, not like or try and tackle the sort of injustices of capitalism or whatever. Or do you're, like you're, the you're, like drug dealers, like proper drug dealers, like cartels. And but shit. even even that, there's always going to be drug dealers. If market demands that, yeah. it, blah blah blah. So you're not you're not fixing the problem. It's this sort of weird, twisted arrogance that Jigsaw has, which is really just satisfying his own sort of twisted uh, pleasure that he gets from torturing people. Yeah, which is obviously true. But I feel like some people out there watch this movie and are like, Jigsaw, you, you know, in his own weird way, is doing something, and you're like, No, Good. he's not. No, no, he's not. He's not. He's a fucker, right? Yeah. So that's trap one. Yes, trap, trap two, two is a guy, he's a, I don't know why he's there, but um, something to do with a combination of a box and the numbers are on the wall, and he needs to go and look in the wall with a um, candle. Yeah, with a candle. Mm-hmm. It's so like, dark, but the floor is covering glass. Right, that's glass. not entirely all Something of it. Something like that. Yes, so he is Mark Wilson, apparently. Mm-hmm. He's trapped completely naked in a dark room with only a small candle for light, and he is told that he has a slow-acting poison running through his veins. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. This, is like, this becomes Jigsaw's catchphrase, like, there's a slow-acting poison in your vein. Like, he says that, like, three times to three <laughs> different people. And uh, there's a safe in the middle of the room. The antidote is in the safe. Uh-huh. That will save you. The combination is written somewhere on the wall, and then he looks around at the wall, just covered, covered in numbers. Yeah. And so he has to go and try and find it, run around the room, try and find this combination... But he's only got a candle, and as you say, glass on the floor just makes it all a lot worse. And Why you just like put your your foot and just slide and then slide? Yeah, that's what I thought. As well. Unless it's like like glue, possibly. But either way, as he's looking for the number, he uh, burns himself alive. He's covered in a flammable substance, yeah. and the candle catches light, and he burns alive. That's victim number two. Yes. And again, this is done through flashback, 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 which is. Uh, Dr. Gordon telling Adam 
Flashback to the police investigation. The police then explain it to themselves. Flashback to what actually happened. Mm -hmm. Trap number three. Do you remember trap number three? Is the girl. Bear trap, yes. Reverse bear trap. Amanda Young. Yes, she has like a yeah bear trap in the in the head, mm -hmm. and then basically the key it's in a human body to mm -hmm. so basically get that because in certain time it's gonna just snap and it's, it's gonna destroy your head basically. Yeah, it's a, a reverse bear trap. Yeah, so it's gonna snap open, ripping yeah. your jaw yeah completely apart. So, now, what's important about this trap? Oh, like the body is still alive. It's a boyfriend or something. Eh. Uh, I think it's a boyfriend, next boyfriend. It's in someone, yes. He yeah. it turns out the body is still alive. She ends up murdering this person to get a key. Yeah. But what else is important about this trap? Oh, I don't know. She survives it. Oh yeah, yeah. She's the first one. She's the only survivor of the jigsaw. She gets out of the game, mm -hmm. which is jigsaw. Like that's validating his opinion of see, they can get out if they want to. Like that validates like what he's what he thinks he's doing. And she hasn't used drugs in a couple of months. <laughs> right. And what else is important about it? I don't know. Okay, good. I'll tell you. What else is important about it is... Come on, Callum. Tell me. Exactly. <laughs> when James Wan and Lee Whannell were shipping this idea around Hollywood to get mm -hmm. that... This is the first thing they made. Okay. They were not filmmakers. They'd graduated whatever film school in Australia. Both from Australia, coming to America. How are they, one, getting this made? And also, how are they getting creative control? You know, that's that's a pretty big thing for someone to say, like, yeah. yeah, we want to make your script, but also, yes, first-time director, yes, first-time writer, and you're going to act in it, because Lee wan -El is one of the actors in it. Yeah. Yes, you get all of that, all your demands are met. They did it by shipping the script, and also, this is quoted from Wikipedia, it says, in order to help studios take an interest in the script, wan -El provided Australian $5,000... Oh, they pay! ...to make a seven-minute short film based on the script's jaw trap scene, which uh -huh. they thought would prove the most effective. Wanel uh -huh. played David, the man David. wearing the man wearing the reverse bear trap in this short film, uh -huh. and they knew a cameraman who was willing to provide technical assistance for the short. So they made a, a $5,000 short movie, uh -huh. which was just the bear trap scene, okay. and Lee Wanel's in it. And that is also, I believe, that short film is just called Saw. Uh -huh. And then they would go to studios and be like, here's a script, and also, boom, here's seven minutes short film would, and it's yeah. just the trap sequence and eventually Lionsgate were like yes we want it yes you can do whatever you want basically and mm -hmm. yes you can direct it even though you've never directed something before yes you can like everything they there want basically so that is why the bear trap sequence is important that this that's like the most important piece of the puzzle for mm -hmm. Saul without that sequence you don't get the movie without the movie you don't get what I explained before fair enough so that's so, trap yeah, that's number so. four. Uh, no, that's three. That's trap number three. So there are traps after this, which we will we'll get into at the time, because all of these traps that we've mentioned so far are explained in flashback. Yeah. The other traps sort of come in as the story progresses. So what do we learn about Adam and Lawrence Gordon? Well, he's a doctor. Lawrence Gordon is a doctor, yes. Yeah, um... That he basically is just has a family, but it's like, oh, I'm more focused on my job and blah, blah. And the mm -hmm. family is like, oh, you're, you're neglecting us, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But he has an affair. He's having an affair, yes. So that's probably the reason why he's there. 
Yeah. Because Jigsaw has this weird morality, which is like, you shouldn't do these things. You should be righteous and good. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you shouldn't be doing this shit. Correct. But uh, that's the punishment, I think, that Lawrence is, is yeah. being punished for. Adam is being punished for his voyeurism. He's mm-hmm. kind of like a trashy photo- for, for, uh, photographer. Yeah. He, he'll spy on people, take photos of them, and like extort them for money. And it so finds, so leads to the point where we find out that Adam has taken a photo of Lawrence in the past mm-hmm. having an affair. Like they know each other. Well, no, like they have a connection. Adam knows Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And throughout their little, they find little things hidden around them in the room. Um, they're both on opposite sides of the room, so they can't hit each other. Yeah. But nearby them, one of them finds uh, two saws. And they realize we can't cut through the chains. We want to cut. He wants us to cut through our feet. Oh god! They find a, a note. It's like do not trust Adam's lies and yeah. all this. They find like these little clues, and you're trying to unpackage what's going on. So this is what. And I then meant. you get flashbacks. Of right. What's so this going is what on. I meant. about we were watching it here. So yeah, like when when we started the movie, I was like, oh my god, I'm just gonna suffer in one room scene. But then when I was watching, oh no, it's more about the flashbacks and what's going yeah. on outside yeah, than. Yeah. Being in the room. Correct. So I, I kind of like, oh, okay. That's it takes you away in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like what I'm I mean, suffering it, that one of the flashbacks is Lawrence telling Adam about his life. Mm-hmm. What, like what happened? How? What was the last thing you remember before you got here? Yeah. That's what they ask each other. Yeah. And Lawrence tells a story. I was with my family. I get called away to the hospital. Uh, I was finishing my shift and I walked out to the car and then all of a sudden, blah, 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 blah. Now I'm here. And now I'm here. Something attacked me. And it shows you as he tells the story. And I nearly said it, but I didn't. And I nearly said to you, "That's not a hospital car park. That that that, that either the either there's something going wrong here. I didn't remember this, but because it's been a year since I've seen it. Yeah. Or the budget's wrong, or something's off. That's clearly not a hospital car park. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And then when we find out that Adam knows Gordon was spying on him the night before. Yeah. It's like it turns out Adam's story about being called away to the hospital. Is a lie. Yeah, Sorry, Lawrence's story. He didn't go to the hospital. He, was he went to the to his mistress, motel or to whatever. a cheap hotel, and that's what the car park is. Mm-hmm. And that I I loved that then. Like I was like, oh, it kind of it it's just like planting a little thing in your subconscious where you're like, that doesn't fit with what's going on. Yeah. Is that a budget reason? Is that just uh, them being first time filmmakers? Is uh, is that what that's going on? No, it's not. Trust in. The creative team behind the story. Yeah. It all ties together. And I, I love this movie for doing that. I absolutely do. So we then sort of focus away from the room to the cops. Mm-hmm. There's a, an extended period of time where we focus on the cops. One of them is played by Danny Glover, the famous Danny Glover. And they are tracking Jigsaw. And they track him to a warehouse. They mm-hmm. find his lair. Yeah. And that's where we get trap number four, which is this drilled chair trap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a man tied to a chair with two drills either side of him. And Jigsaw appears. The cops hide. Did they say anything? They burst out. And they're like, stop, and blah, 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 blah. And Jigsaw manages to turn the chair on. Yeah. And then he slits one of the cops' throats. And there's like a bit of a kerfuffle. And he gets away. Yeah. I don't. I think they do save the drill chap guy. Yeah, but both of them are dead. Well, or are they? Yeah, drill yeah. Trap. The victim of the trap was Jeff Raidner. He was strapped and chained to a seat that had a metal brace around his neck, which was connected to the chair's fixed pin. 
The drills pointed at Jeff's head. Once the trap was activated, the contraption slowly moved towards Jeff. Therefore, the drill appears his head. It doesn't say on this website whether or not he escapes. I think the cop stops the drills. Yes, I, I think so. But then but the two both cops, of the cops give die. Cha- no, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they do not. The one with the thing doesn't die. Oh well, the other one, yes. Correct. So Danny Glover's neck is slit, mm-hmm. meaning that he is unable to give chase when Jigsaw runs away, mm. and the his partner, eh. Uh, Ken Lung, Lung? Ken Lung is the actor's name. Mm-hmm. Please, Detective Stephen Singh. Um, he gives chase. Uh-huh. Fires at Jigsaw. Boom, Jigsaw falls. Yeah. And as he walks towards the body, he just see faking. there's a tripwire. Yeah. And above the tripwire is another trap. Yeah. Four shotguns mm-hmm. pointing straight down. Yeah. And he basically blows his own head off by oh tripping the wire. Jigsaw gets up, walks away, and then Danny Glover with the slit throat yeah. comes round. Now, all this plays out kind of in a way where Adam is like, when sorry, when Lawrence is like, who paid you to take the photos of me? Mm-hmm. And he's like, was it this person? Was it this person? It was this person. I know it was, I can't remember who he thinks mm-hmm. it is, but he's like, I know who did it. I know who Jigsaw is. And he goes, no, it wasn't him. It was uh, it was some black guy. He had like a scar on his neck. And yeah. then boom, we cut to Danny Glover with the, yeah. he's still alive after the Jigsaw tap. And you're like, holy shit. It's Danny. But we know Danny Glover's not Jigsaw. Yeah. But now Lawrence Gordon thinks he is. And the movie is tying itself in knots as to who is doing this and why. Yeah, the reason. Yeah. Also because we can see that... Lawrence's family are being held hostage. Yes. And he needs to kill Adam. That's his objective, mm-hmm. is to kill Adam before six o'clock, otherwise his family dies. Yeah. Because his family are being held hostage. And then we find out that they're being held hostage by a man named Zepp, yes. who worked at the hospital with Lawrence Gordon. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, oh my God, so Zepp's jigsaw. Oh my God, it's so confusing. It like twists itself at knots. Yeah. Now we get a great sequence where Lawrence tries to convince Adam to die. Do you remember this? Oh, like fake it, yeah. And, and Turn he, the lights off. He, yeah, he, and, and then he pretends like, oh, take the cigarette, and then like, oh, and like he fakes. Oh my God, that so was he, funny. He gets a note, he finds a note that says the... the killer with poison. He would have known. says, a gun is not the only way to kill Adam. Yeah. And then he remembers, oh, there's slow-acting poison in the blood from the dead body in the middle of the room. Dips a cigarette in the blood. Turn the lights off. He explains this to Adam really quietly. Yeah. So the people listening, because Zep, who's got the family hostages watching, yeah. can't hear. Boom, turn the lights on. Throws the cigarette across to Adam. Mm-hmm. But it's a different cigarette. We see he's got two cigarettes. So basically, and then Adam, Adam smokes the cigarette. Yes. And then he's like, oh my God, I'm dead. He's just dead. <laughs> he doesn't say, oh my God, I'm dead. Well, no, but that's but you know what I mean. And then... That's it. Like, hey, I did it. Give me my family. Let but then go. this guy is super smart and then gives him electroshock to Adam and he wakes up like, what the fuck? And then like, eh, yeah, okay, you can like okay. fool me. This is the one thing I have a problem with in this movie. Mm-hmm. I love the death scene. Lee Winnell like pretending he's been poisoned. It's so over the top. Nobody's buying it. Even if you'd missed out the whole... Yeah. We know what Adam's plan is. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence's plan, sorry. I keep getting the names mixed up. 
we know what their plan is. Even if we were just missed that sequence out, mm-hmm. you would know immediately, oh, that's fake. He overacts. Yes, yes. What I think the problem in the movie is, is when uh, he is electric shocked, mm-hmm. so there's some sort of contraption through the chain on his ankle. He gets electric shock by that. The movie plays a really, really loud sound effect of yeah. to let you know he's being electrified. Yeah. I wouldn't have that in there. Okay. I would have him just burst back to life and in pain and whatever and then claim because Lawrence's first question is, what the fuck are you doing? We had him. We, we He bought it. Yeah. Like, or whatever. That's what he thinks. Like, if you just stayed still, what the fuck are you doing? And Adam is like, I just got an electric shock. Yeah. Like, that. I didn't ruin your plan for shits and giggles. I don't want to stay here like you. Yeah. The electric shock effect, sound effect, lets us know that he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. I think if you removed that, we'd be like, wait a minute, why did he burst back to life? Is he... Because it would make you then question... No, that's fine. It's already too much drama behind Are they together? Because he needs to kill him. So is he yeah, trying to deliberately no. ruin his plan or whatever? Um, later on in the movie, Lawrence gets an electric shock that proves he was telling the truth. Yeah. I just think that buzzing sound effect would add a little bit no, more juice, fine. a little bit more There's nuance. There's already too much drama. Too much juice and nuance? Yeah, like that, that's it. Like, give us some realness. Give us some realness. Yes. I mean, an electric shock doesn't go... Bzz, 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 bzz. <laughs> well, That's not I, real. But hey, we get it. Yeah, we get it. So, so That's the point. We're pushing the end of the movie now, which is... Time has run up. Mm-hmm. I guess it's six o'clock. So now... Zep uh, is going to kill the family. Yeah. And Lawrence... Eh, Decides, I have to escape. I have to get out of here. I have to yeah. save my family. And we get the famous, uh, this is the famous sequence of the movie. Yeah. Because he speaks to them through a f- cell phone. That's what it is. Yes. They find a cell phone in the room to speak to the family briefly. And he can't reach the cell phone because of his chain, because he throws it away mm-hmm. um, after Zep taunts him or whatever. Can't reach it again. And he decides, I'm cutting off my foot. I am getting out of these oh, chains. Oh, God. Yeah. And you get the famous, like, Tying the thing around his leg, biting into his shirt. Uh, and another thing I love about this movie. I didn't see this part. So you covered your eyes at this yeah. part. Do you remember the part where you grabbed my hand and put it on your chest? No. You grabbed my hand and put it on your chest. You went, feel my heart. Uh-huh. Oh, and okay, I, yes. I and I was like, what? And you were like, I'm not relaxed. Yeah. That's what you said to me. And I was like, you're not meant to be relaxed. Nobody's watching a horror movie like any horror movie and just be like, no, but kick, I, but kick I, your feet up. Get a pina colada. And but just, also, yeah. I'm not enjoying it. Like, I enjoyed the the scares in Annabelle or things yeah. like that. I, I'm, I'm suffering. Like, actually, mm-hmm. like, I'm in fucking isolation and I'm watching this shit. Like, that's mentally. I think we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, you decide to go for this mental thing. I, I'm not going to make it through. Okay, so we're, we are going to do a thing. As the movies go on, which is, Hazel is going to tell us approximately, percentage-wise, how much of the movie uh, okay. she watched. Okay, for this one, I watched, like, 90%. Yeah, I'd say I'd say about 90%. Yeah. Probably, probably more. Yeah. This one, by Saw standards, is tame. But... By what is coming, 
Unfortunately. Was, yeah, but was was I enjoying this? No, I wasn't. I can't believe that. This but, movie is great. I said it to you as soon as it finished. I that need, movie is great. I just need, I think, something like after do like a yoga thing or like I don't know. Like I need to calm down. Like that's. If you isolate and uh, do an isolation lockdown or whatever, don't watch this movie. It's like seriously, <laughs> watch uh, I don't know Harry Potter or like you watched all the Harry Potter. Yes, and and I'm I was so happy. My uh, my heart was full of love, and then after this, I felt like I had diarrhea. <laughs> like I, I wasn't right, like in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> so um. I mean, I, I disagree entirely. I think this movie's great. Like, I, even watching... I'm not it, saying it's bad. It's just saying, like, it's not the right movie for my right time. It's, for, it's okay. not for my time. Okay, if if to get through this franchise as easy as possible, we need to drink before it and do yoga after it, I will happily join you in that. Okay. Because there are seven more to go. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I really, really don't know. Or you are gonna allow me to use my phone and go through Instagram and That's kind fine. of watch the movie because yes, I I don't know. Like mentally, I don't think I'm gonna be able to handle it. We'll handle see. That. But this one, ninety percent, you think? Yeah, I'd like, say probably ninety-five. Yeah. Okay. Ninety-three. Okay. Let's happy medium ninety-three. Okay. Fine. Uh, Adam cuts his foot off. Uh, Zep comes into the room. Because he hasn't killed the family, because the cop, Danny Glover, has saved the family, essentially. He's found out where Zep was was holding them. Yeah. Zep has escaped and gone to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawrence, now footless, <laughs> one footless. Yeah. And you said to me as well, you were like, he looks bad. <laughs> and I was like... He's cut off his foot. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was so white. He's so white. And another thing, sorry, just a brief tangent. I think the costume design in this movie does not get enough appreciation. Mm-hmm. I think Lawrence Gordon's outfit in the room, the the blue shirt mm-hmm. with the sort of white t-shirt underneath mm-hmm. versus Adam's white. Like, I think it's tremendous. Okay. Like, it's so easy to just be like, boom, I know who's talking at what. Like, yeah. there, there is, I think... A definite color color scheme for the characters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lawrence is blue. Adam is white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And that lets you know. Bim, bang. I I just that sort of pricked my ears, and I was like, that is an iconic sort of shirt in mm-hmm. horror, mm-hmm. even though it's just a blue shirt. But you see it, and you're like, that's the Saw outfit. Yeah. That's what he's wearing in Saw. Well, it's just the blue shirt. Any finance guy being sweating in the metro. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, so he cuts off his foot. Zep turns up. Zep's about to kill them, and they have a bit of a struggle. Adam kills Zep, and Lawrence crawls out of the room because he's escaped his chains. Crawls out of the room to save his family, yes. minus a foot and losing a shit ton of blood. Well, maybe he got there. I don't want to spoil it, but no, he didn't. Oh, he died. Let's just say that that room makes an appearance at some point in the future of the franchise. <gasps> Oh, oh, maybe I've seen that movie. Is it the third? I don't know. I just know I've seen four of them. So I'm assuming it's probably four. Because I know what three is. Mm, anyway. We'll see. But, but but how do you know he's dead? Is his body there? I don't want to say what happens because I don't want to say if he's alive or dead. I just know that it He's returns. dead. 
You're kind of saying it already. Anyway, so... Um, he crawls out of the room, leaving yes. Adam alone with Zepp's body. And Adam is hunting through Zepp's pockets to find a key. Because Zepp is Jigsaw. That's yeah. what we are led but, to believe. But... Then he, find? he finds out, like, he also got instructions and got, like, a tape saying, like, do you want to play your game? Correct. Blah, blah, blah. And, all, and, like, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on? And then the person that has been dead in the room, it's waking up, like, removing prosthetics, and it's like, what? And it's like, oh, the game finished or whatever. So, the, the, shut up! Oh, my God! You're fucking annoying! <laughs> that was Isela pretending to squeeze water on me, not farting into the <laughs> Well, I was pretending to be diarrhea farting ah, okay. into your face. Right. So, yes, sorry. I was doing the music because the music is iconic. And I love how the the, the song music is so iconic in terms of horror theme tunes. Yes. This franchise has eight movies and has made nearly a billion worth. Like, there's so the a, same song is in all the movies? It's the theme to, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. You're talking about like Halloween. Okay, yeah, I know. Jaws. Right? Maybe not quite as iconic as these ones, but oh, I'm talking okay. about if you played. Oh, I have another one. Hold on. I know exactly what you're trying to do, but that was terrible. That was the exorcist. It's. Oh shit, I was nearly doing Halloween again. It's. It's Tubular Bells by Mike uh, Olsen, I think his name is. That's the Omen. It's a... Oh, what was the name? Oh, I don't know. Oh, 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 it's in Latin. Yeah, it is in Latin. Oh, what else? Oh. I know 28 Days Later has a good one. Oh, no, yeah, that, that's, that's all my, like, yeah. my iconics, I think. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jason must have one. I've not seen any of those movies, but he must. Uno, dos, métete la cama, tres, cuatro, y viene Freddy. Oh, is that in Spanish? Yeah. There you go. Um, so, the saw, and I love how this, it, oh. it res, they have the confidence, I assume, to be like, that's going to be our big iconic piece of music. Oh, we well, are that, saving it for the end. That uh, iconic piece of music sounds like some video max. Oh no, it's great. You think it, is, yeah. it sounds really eighties or something? No, I I love it. I don't. I, I, oh no, I love no, it. no eighties. No, like uh, I think it's nineties, kind of like Dracula two thousand. Those movies, like I've never seen Dracula two thousand. Like things like that, like. Kind of um, oh, infected mushroom, electronic, kind of underground. So uh, the know. soundtrack was composed by Charlie Clouser, apparently is the guy's name. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I love the... I think it's called Hello Zep is the name. It is, yeah. Okay. Hello Zep, because that's, cause Adam plays the tape where you find out that Zep wasn't Jigsaw. Zep was also uh, a piece in the puzzle, like a pawn in the game. And it, it becomes iconic. And as you say, the body in the middle of the room stands up. Yeah. Holy shit, he wasn't dead. And it's the old guy 
was in one of the rooms where the doctor was his, his name? Dr. Lawrence Gordon. Lawrence yeah, he was Gordon. a patient in the hospital. Yeah, and the patient that like, he was like having like um explaining the other doctors He's got to brain the things. Shimmer and stuff like yeah. That, yeah. So And he, he says do you remember what he says to Adam? No. He says the key to that chain mm-hmm. is in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And where does he point? In the bathtub. The bathtub. And then you get a quick flashback to the blue light. We but saw we saw it in the start. That's a key clearly going through there. Yeah, but the very first time I saw it, I didn't notice. Oh, I saw I a did. blue thing going down the chain. Oh, no, I, I thought know it, it was, was a key. I ah. saw it because it clearly is a key. And I was like, oh, there's a yeah, key going you've through no there. Idea, you've, there's no context as to why that's important. Oh, no, but I know there's a key. I'm like, right, from right, the door right. for, to, for the door? Or for something else or what? But yeah. I didn't know people were locked in a room. Like I didn't know what this movie was. I just knew it was a horror movie that people were. Well, I just about. saw. Oh, there's a key with a light right, going okay. down. So uh, he gets up. Adam realizes he's chained there forever unless he cuts off his foot. Mm-hmm. Game over. Closes the door, locks Adam in the room, and you Turn just have l- l- Adam screams in blackness. And I said end. to you, "Oh, but the other guy is coming for him to rescue him." Yeah, the other guy. And I said to you, he's lost a shit. He cut off his foot. He could. He, it took him like three minutes to get out of the room. You've just seen them do a big car chase from his house. Like, he's not getting there alive. Oh, God. And it ends. And I turned to you and I said, that's a great movie. Oh, well, that's so. That's so. So I want to do one thing before we finish. Oh, just God. before we finish. Okay. We used to have a thing on the podcast, which we don't do anymore, which was Favourite Death. Yeah. Now, this franchise... Is rife for that. It's full of death. I don't want to do favorite death. No, because I'm not seeing the death normally. I want to do, my, well, certainly mine. I don't know about yours, but I'm going to do my trap rankings for each oh, movie. No, okay. So there are seven traps in this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rank them from worst to best mm-hmm. very quickly. So number seven. Oh, okay, go. Is the quadruple shotgun that kills the Asian cop. Mm-hmm. The reason I think that's number seven is because it's not really a trap. It's a trap, but it's not really a game. Okay. You know, it's just running down a hall and it blows his head off. Okay, six. Right. Number six is the flammable jelly in the room. Okay. Because it's kind of boring. Number five is the drill chair man. Mm-hmm. Because we have no context as to what's going on. It's just a man in a chair with drills going at him. But we don't know why he's there. We don't know what the game is. How was he ever meant to get out? We have no context for that. Number four is... I know which one is going to be number one. Why just is it number one? No, I want to rank them. Well, I'm just guessing right now it's okay. going to be the bear. Okay, you're going to guess them for each movie, no, right? No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Number four is Zepp's Test. Mm-hmm. Right? Because... We don't need to know the because. I want to give the because. <laughs> it plays into the twist <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> um, but it's kind of traditional and we don't really get, like... What, what what was why was Zep being why yeah it's not important mean? but it plays into yes the exactly it's not important hold on but it plays into the twist <laughs> of the movie so that's why it's number four number three is the razor wire right mm. um, it's really really gross but uh, there's no real escape from it like the guy was always going to die but that's number three number two is the room of course I know because it's the majority of the film it's interesting it plays out more of a puzzle Versus the other traps, which are much more gross. This one is much more using your head, blah, blah, blah. And number one, Zella was correct, is the reverse Of course it was trap. correct. That is iconic. That of is course iconic. it was correct. You already talk about that for 15 minutes. Oh, it's, I guess, mm, might be number one for Calc. Nah. Exactly. Do you not have a favorite trap? No. 
It's the bear trap. It's so iconic. Imagine wearing that. That freaks me out. The wires. I would love to go for Halloween with that on my piece head. Piece of metal not in your head. Not a real one, obviously. I would a not fucking risk it. Piece of metal in your head. Okay. No, I would, just, I would just make it out of like paper, you know, papier-mâché really or something. Yeah. But just have that big contraption on your head. Oh my because God. if you get it to look right, people would be like, holy fucking shit. And you're and like, don't yeah. worry, it's made of paper or cardboard. Uh, exactly. And you go out here in Glasgow and it's destroyed in two minutes. Just go to someone's house. Get in a car, <laughs> Uber, go to their house, get out of the Uber, into the house. Stop putting dampers <laughs> on my dreams. Yeah, it's impossible for Glasgow for film my chair, you know that. Look, it's 2021. Isella normally says that I'm the one dampering her dreams and here we are. First episode of the year, and she's shutting because down my... stupid dream! <laughs> have a, have, you know what? Do it for your party. Like, have a costume party. for it's, Your birthday's in July. It's so. in July, yeah. Exactly. Have a costume party. Everybody has to wear whatever they want. Okay. That's a good idea, maybe. I know. See? Mine are good ideas. Yours are shit. Doing a costume for Halloween. Oh, what a travesty. In Glasgow. Papel mache. Yes. Anyway, so yes, as um, as you can see, we finish. Yeah, we have. Yes. Uh, we will be. I don't know if I mentioned this at the start. This year and going forward, we are doing episodes bi-weekly. That is every two weeks for anyone who doesn't speak English as a first language. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, we need to start doing YouTube videos of this um podcast things because my face went like. Uh, like um, what, what five watching weeks? horror films like every week kind of took the fun out of it somewhat also with 2020 and all the schedules going up in the air like we announced we were going to be doing Candyman only for Candyman to get removed and immediately it was like shit what are we doing instead and yeah. um, it just felt if we do it every two weeks especially with a franchise like this which is a bit gory and a bit oh gives you more of a break Yeah, gives us more time to plan stuff so uh, it might affect us in terms of how listens going forward. But it doesn't but matter because we do this for love. We do it for love. Fun. Hopefully we're a bit more professional this year. New music, new year, new dawn, two weeks. We will see you again in two weeks to talk Saw 2. And we will see Dizella watch more than 93% or less than 93%. I think it's going to be less. I think it's going to go down Yes. as the franchise goes on. Yeah, same. But I want to know if there's a point where you get, maybe you reach a point and it starts to plateau back up again. Oh, maybe. Like, oh, maybe number four is the worst and then you can watch more. I don't know. We will see. And the only way to know, oh my God, there's a window and it looks like a guy that is looking straight at me. But I think there are flowers, maybe. Where? You see there? Where? Keep going there. Next to the... Which one? The one that the, 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 the is blue, I think it's uh, the walls next to the Is that post. next to a pole? Yes. Yeah, there's nobody there. Oh, what is it then? Is it like... Come, come over here. Right. And sit here and look at there. It looks like a vampire. Nosferatu. Where? That's flowers. Is it? Yes. It's like a guy looking at you with the nose white. And the ears? No, I don't see it. I just see flowers. Oh, I, I see. I see like a, a face, and I start freaking out. Like, is this, are there flowers? Yes, are flowers. Okay. Anyway, 
So, yeah. after that brief detour, <laughs> thank you for listening. Gracias por escucharnos. Y hasta la próxima. Y hasta la próxima.